0: From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Tuesday, May 3rd. I'm Sarah Reith. The Board of Supervisors is holding a budget workshop today in preparation for budget hearings on June 7th and 8th. At the hearings, community organizations will have an opportunity to make a case for why they should receive a portion of the $16.8 million award from the Federal American Rescue Plan Act, intended to alleviate the long-term impacts of the pandemic. Though the U.S. Treasury Department urged local governments that received the funds to engage the public in deciding how to allocate them, public outreach has been minimal so far. And although the deadline for allocating the money is a year and a half away, organizations providing direct services to those who've been hardest hit may have only a few leftovers after the budget hearings, according to interim CEO Darcy Antle, who spoke to KZYX last week. Currently, we're under the board's direction to look internally first. And then when the board considers the 22-23 budget, if there's funds available and left over, and depending on how they want to spend this ARPA money, there could be opportunities. And I know one of their priorities, obviously, is public safety, um, which includes fire. $4.8 million of the award has already been obligated, some of it to the Community Foundation and North Coast Opportunities, which used it to provide food and child care during the pandemic. A little over $60,000 went to upgrade the audio and telecom systems in the Board of Supervisors' chambers to allow for more accessible hybrid meetings. But another $266,000 was spent on remodeling the chambers, $40,000 for an automatic door system, and $35,000 is slated for the purchase of seven metal detectors. Eduardo Garcia is the senior policy manager at the San Francisco-based Latino Community Foundation, a statewide organization that advocates for the civic and economic power of Latinos, many of whom continue to be disproportionately affected by the fallout of the pandemic. The foundation awarded $1.4 million to smaller Latino organizations around the state advocating for transparency and a public process for the equitable distribution of the one-time funds. Garcia says Mendocino County is not alone
1: a lot of these decision makers are, are, are using these funds in, in very questionable ways. One troubling trend that we've observed across the state is that city and county leaders are spending these dollars, these flexible, unique dollars designed to help California feed up its health and economic recovery. They're spending this money on police, which is uh, very concerning because we know that what our communities need is access to to resources to help overcome the, the hardship that has been the last couple of years.
0: Antle said with inflation and the loss of cannabis tax revenue, the county budget is lean. We're currently trying to work with all our departments uh, to see how we can keep them full, um, full meaning fully funded for the coming year without having to take cuts in certain areas. And it is likely that this board will have to make some difficult decisions Garcia wants the public to participate in those decisions, including organizations like UVA, Vecinos en Acción, and Inland Mendocino County Latino Advocacy Group, which is the recipient of one of the foundation's grants.
1: This is not a simple civic engagement process. And so Vecinos en Acción and nonprofit organizations can work with city and county leaders to design a process in which they can collect community input. Obviously, providing translation across outreach strategies is critical to reach the hardest to reach communities. There could even be workshops. Uh, we have partners in Calexico that uh, helped design community workshops to engage members of the community about ARPA budgeting. So there are, really, there are a myriad of different outreach strategies that city and county leaders can employ to collect community input. But these processes have to be designed in partnership with trusted community leaders.
0: Juan Rosco, co-chair of UVA and a Ukiah City Councilman, says UVA is poised to do just that.
1: We look into health equity and what, what is it that the community needs, and, and we do surveys and, and then provide information to, to, to people.
0: Garcia has seen organizations advocate successfully.
1: There are city and county leaders in certain parts of the state that have adopted or or that are trying to create more transparent processes. And some of that has been a result of community organizing led by Latino nonprofit organizations. For example, in Merced, uh, in the city council, uh, an organization called 99 Roots successfully advocated for a $1 million youth jobs program designed to essentially invest in the workforce development of young people, knowing that Latino uh, workers during the pandemic were overrepresented in industries that were considered essential, that maybe weren't paying the best wages, that were putting workers in very vulnerable uh, situations, right? earning low wages yeah, taking care of families, as I'm sure you know, Latina women had to drop out of the workforce in really high numbers um, because it, uh, health uh, childcare was more expensive. That you know, it, it's very expensive, right, to, to to send your children to to childcare when schools are closed.
0: Garcia expects local governments can look forward to more awards soon, from the Federal Infrastructure Plan to the Community Economic Resilience Fund, a COVID recovery program that's still being developed.
1: There's so many opportunities to engage the community so that every Californian has an equal opportunity to share in the state's prosperity.
0: For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News podcast